before I dive into this episode, I want to invite you to a free live workshop with me. It's June 13th, and the topic is bad managers. I love this topic. I know you probably don't, yet you need to know the types of bad managers and what to do because you might have some mediocre leaders on your teams. Please check it out. It's June 13th. It's free to everyone. You just need to go to awesomeleader.com slash bad dash managers. Once again, awesomeleader.com slash bad dash managers. Hope to see you there. Unless you've lived under a rock and in a cave and been there for a long time, you've heard of SMART goals. It sounds so simple, right? Using the acronym SMART to write great goals. But I think you know that an easy to remember acronym doesn't write the goals for you. I've met and coached a lot of leaders, big titles, small titles, in the middle titles, and writing goals in general, especially SMART goals, isn't as easy as it seems. Yet I think it can be way easier. So please join me as we dive into SMART goals. You need just 15 minutes to get started. I'm Lila Bullingtown. I'm an executive coach and the creator of Awesome Leader. I've coached founders, VPs, and C-suite executives worldwide for over 25 years. I make it easier for leaders to make decisions, guide their teams, have difficult conversations, and have fun in their roles. Yes, it's possible. I love what I do, and I love my clients. My number one passion is making it easier to lead and manage teams, no matter what your title is. And in my online coaching and training programs, I create leadership ease through 15-minute lessons and weekly group coaching. And you get a little bit of that, because in this podcast, you get to experience some of that micro-learning. This podcast is a weekly shot of tangible leadership advice. All episodes are under 15 minutes. Let's get started. Welcome to the Leadership Shot and to a refresher of SMART goals. Now, SMART goals. This particular goal-setting tactic can help you create specific, measurable, action-oriented, realistic, and time-bound goals. It helps you stay on track. And I'm guessing almost every leader out there listening to this podcast has heard of SMART goals. Your definition of SMART may not be the same as the one I'm using today. Some of the words are changed in different definitions, but the meaning tends to be the same. There are variations of the acronym SMART, and sometimes an additional letter or two is added on. More on that as we wrap up this episode, because I'll share how I've changed up the definition for leaders that I coach. Okay, here's how we're going to use SMART in this episode. It stands for Specific, Measurable, Action-Oriented and Aligned, Realistic, and Time-Bound. I'll describe each of those briefly and then walk you through an example of a SMART goal. First, the S, specific. The focus of a goal needs to be narrow and pertain to only one thing. What do you want to accomplish? How can you make it more specific? Then the M, measurable. How will you measure goals? How will you measure results? How will you know when your goal is complete if you can't measure it or when you need to move on to the next step? If you can't measure it somehow, it doesn't happen or it doesn't matter. That's what I think. All right, the A, action-oriented and aligned. A goal needs to be action-oriented. Some examples of language that convey action. Complete the project. Write the article. Finalize the work. A goal needs to also be aligned with bigger aspirations. For example, your individual goals connect to those of your manager and peers and to those of the company. So that A, 
means that what you're describing is related to action or it implies action and it's also aligned. Now, if that gets to be too much, just choose one A, action-oriented or aligned. Then the R for realistic. This is where SMART can begin to weigh down on you. This is the letter in SMART that many people get hung up on and as a result, they say, you know what, I'm just not gonna worry about it. All right, here's the problem. Realistic, creating realistic goals, it's difficult and it's also really subjective. Yet a goal needs to be something you feel can be accomplished with the right amount of effort. Not accomplished instantly, but certainly possible with your skills and the time you have at hand. If you doubt yourself, if you think that maybe your goal is not realistic, ask others, ask your manager, ask trusted peers, ask your team. Don't assume a goal is realistic until you have more information at hand. Then the final letter in SMART, T, stands for time bound. A goal needs to have a clear start and finish date. By when do you need it completed? Ideally, you also know why the goal is due then. A rough timeline can work as long as you don't have the idea of rough meaning never or later. You want to try and be as specific as possible with the timeline, the deadline, the date that you set. Okay, now let's put SMART into action. Consider these three statements I'm going to read out to you. Number one, do a better job. Number two, establish stronger client relationships. Number three, figure out how we can save money. Let me read those again. Do a better job, establish stronger client relationships, figure out how we can save money. Do you think any of those statements are specific and clear? Are they smart? Do a better job. No. If you say to an employee, do a better job, do you think they're going to confidently know what to do, how they're being measured, and what the ideal end results are? Most of the time, the answer is no, no, and no. Yet this is oftentimes how leaders are declaring or sharing information or goals. And vague information makes work tough and confusing. It's also frustrating. It's demotivating. Using SMART can dramatically improve the clarity of any type of feedback, goal setting, tasks, anything that you do. And it really gives some direction to what you're describing. Now I want to share with you some examples of language that you can use so that when you take a statement you're sharing or you're writing a goal or hopefully you're drafting a goal with a direct report, you can make sure that it's as smart as possible. Let's start with the S in SMART or the specific element of the acronym. When you see the S, and remember it stands for specific, think of more information. Think about how to add details. You want to make sure the purpose of what you're describing, what you're drafting, what you're saying to an employee is clear. You want to add details. So to be specific, refer to skills, knowledge, experience. Choose verbs that speak to certain actions. Some examples are write, design, research, program. Other verbs that convey less physical action but are just as valuable are achieve, collaborate, inspire. So to start making a specific statement, (laughs) more specific, start off by adding more details and thinking about the verbs, the actions you would use to do so. Now, on to the M for measurable. Use language that indicates an amount, a quantity, a total, a range, a number. Here are some examples. By a certain date a percentage, maybe it's an increase or decrease of a percentage, a number, a type of entity such as clients, customers, downloads, units, boxes, containers, anything like that. Think about your business. Currency, 
dollar, pound, euro, yen? How would you actually give a number, a monetary number, so it feels measurable? A multiple. You want to double it. You want to triple it. You want to do four times it. Think about how measurable could be a multiple of a number. So those are some examples on how to make sure that whatever statement or goal you're using becomes more measurable. Then there's the A for action-oriented and aligned. Here are some ideas. Detail the actions you will take to move towards that goal. For example, when you're cooking a new meal, which, you know, I don't know, maybe you are at work, okay? Maybe you're a professional chef, you have a catering business. (laughs) For example, for cooking a new meal, possible actions could be review the recipe, create the list for groceries, go shopping for groceries, measure all the ingredients. Those items for somebody who's cooking indicate action or they're action-oriented. Now for the A in aligned, which is the other part of the A in smart, ask yourself this question, does this support the goals of my team or the company? Is this aligned with what the larger team, the department, the function, or the division needs to accomplish? Now some thoughts for the R in SMART, which stands for realistic. Let's actually start with the fact that realistic is tough. Uh, Realistic is tough for a few reasons. I'll focus on just two. First of all, it's really hard to get everything done that you want to get done. And most of the time, you're probably doing more that is realistically what you can accomplish. Second reason why it's so difficult, it's subjective. Really? Your idea of realistic may be different than your bosses, your peers, your friends, your team members, and so forth. You still have to aim for things to be realistic. You don't want to avoid the R just because it's a little harder or more difficult. So I want you to think about it like this. Is what you're writing as a goal or what you've been handed to do as a goal from somebody else, is it realistic? Do you have the skills, resources, and time to complete this goal? If not, what's missing? Skills, resources, time, information. What makes it feel unrealistic? As I said, this can be tough, yet if you write your name next to a goal that is unrealistic, you know it will be a big struggle and you will regret it. Stop. Don't go there. Getting wound up in a goal that is too big of a stretch can lead to stress and failure. Consider what's been achieved in the past. That will help you to establish if it's realistic. Use information from what you've done before to confirm if you set a realistic goal for you or for a team member. And a goal can be a challenge, not always a stretch. Stretch goals should be used sparingly. Finally, the T for time bound. This one feels so easy. Just pick like a date. Yes, time bound refers to when something will be completed. Yet oftentimes, I think it's so easy when you get to the end of a goal setting session or a time when you're just sitting down to try and make things smart that you're just like, oh, next week, fine, I can get it done by next week when that's not realistic. So I want you to select a date or dates that you can meet. You want to be pushed, but not stressed. Is it within 60 days, by the end of the year? There should also be a reason why that time is either sooner rather than later. Are you dependent upon others? You can also, in drafting this part of SMART goals, divide the goal into chunks to be completed during a project period. Now, these are just a few of the examples to incorporate smart language. They're just ideas to get you going. I hope that as you've been listening to this, you're thinking, wait a second, I've got another idea. Great, go with your idea. And as you can see from what I'm sharing this episode, adding smart language isn't necessarily as easy as it looks and it takes time. But like most things that you're doing as you're developing to become an awesome leader, it gets much easier with practice. 
Now what I want to do is uh, I want to let you know how many years ago, about 15 years ago, I added some additional letters to SMART. So in 2008, I added IE to SMART to make it SMARTY. And they were lowercase because it just kind of looked cooler that way. The I stands for innovation and the E stands for ethical. Now, if you're wondering, like, what's going on? Why would you do that, Lila? Well, I want you to think back to what was going on in 2008. Remember the Great Recession, so many examples of failed businesses and crises and things that happened because leaders weren't ethical. They were not ethical at all. And innovation was on the back burner. So I was thinking at that time, hey, what do we really need to do? We need to make sure that we are innovating, that we're thinking about new and different things when creating goals. And we're thinking about being ethical. We're making sure, like, is this true to me? Is this true to my profession? Is this true to employees, to our customers? So that's why I started calling it Smarty Goals. Feel free to add the I and the E or maybe just one of them. Do whatever works for you. Then if you're wondering where the acronym SMART came from, George T. Duran wrote an article in 1981 where he defined SMART. And that's widely considered the first mention of SMART as an acronym related to goal setting. Overall, the thinking behind SMART goals goes back to Peter Drucker's theory of management by objectives, which he first wrote about in 1954. If you're not familiar with Peter Drucker, he's considered the father of management theory. Really amazing thinking and work that he did throughout his career. Okay, that is your mini history lesson on SMART goals, which was preceded with a primer refresher of SMART goals. Remember, this is a series of episodes on SMART goals, so be sure to listen to the next one, which is how to create SMART goals for soft skills, which is what you need to be doing as an awesome leader. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Leadership Shot. I will talk to you again soon. Before you go, please hit subscribe or click to follow this podcast. This tells me that the content I'm sharing is helping you, your team, and your company. You'll also learn when the next episode drops. And if you'd like weekly emails from me with more tips on how to move your leadership towards awesome, visit awesomeleader.com slash podcast. You'll receive notifications of free resources and monthly webinars, all free for you to participate in. Also, if you want to learn more about how to bring the first and only online leadership program with lessons under 15 minutes to your teams, visit awesomeleader.com. You'll learn all about my online coaching and training program, and you can check out a lesson for free. Thanks for listening to The Leadership Shot.